past Thursday, um, President Biden, in what many thought would be a unifying address, and the rotunda of the Capitol, rem reminding us of January 6th, turned into a brazen political speech, and just, he just went after former President Trump and placed the blame at his feet. And you best believe that was orchestrated, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us, she's back, Stephanie Hamill. There you are. Welcome back. Adam Goodman, welcome back. Stephanie, that speech was so divisive, nothing healing about it. He started January 2022 um, off the same way he started off 2021. There's nothing changed. In fact, he seemed mean, mean, angry. Not yeah, the Joe Biden angry. we expected. Yeah, well, I kind of expected it. Uh, but during the whole speech, I was wondering, I'm like, why is he yelling at me? Why is he so angry? This was a time where he could have used the opportunity to try to bring us together. Now, he mentioned unity in his speech, but there was nothing unifying about it. In fact, I found it despicable that he was circling back, uh, trying to talk about Trump, make this all about Trump, when we have much bigger issues that we're dealing with in this country. The regular American is ready to move on. You know, I think we should have an honest conversation about what happened on January 6th, which is not what the Democrats are doing right now. It's not what Biden's doing. I still have a lot of questions to this day that haven't been answered, but they're just using this as a political witch hunt. It's kind of like the whole Russia collusion hoax. And, and, you know, it's pretty tiring. Talk to the average American. They're not, they're not worrying about January 6th. They're worrying about prices of gas. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about... Uh, everything else, the border, and so on. Well, Stephanie, um, though uh, the president um, certainly was not a healer on Thursday, which is sad, not everything he said about Trump was false in terms of his spreading his propaganda about how the elections were stolen. And if you read many of the internal documents, it's frightening what this White House was up to during that time after the election and leading up to the certification of the election. Does, church, does Trump hold any accountability in any of this? Well, I think that there were questions to be had about the election. Uh, I'm not saying that it was stolen, but the election was handled like no other election in history. Think about it. This was an election that took place during the pandemic where uh, mail-in ballots were sent in uh, at record numbers. We've never seen it like that before. We also had other questions about voter ID. We had questions about ballot harvesting. So yeah, people were frustrated. As for uh, President Trump's responsibility in the January 6th riot, uh, you know, people say that it was his fault that people stormed the riot. Well, he asked his supporters to march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol to have their voices heard. He never told people to commit crimes. He never told people to trespass into the Capitol. That just never happened. But did you, did and, you read, but did you read any of the eternal documents? Those documents don't lie. Uh, yeah, you can read the internal documents and question, you know, why it took so long for uh, President Trump to respond, and we can all be critics of that. But that being said, my question is, why is it that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and others, why didn't they want the National Guard troops there? President Trump had called for it, and, and they didn't want it. Why wasn't Capitol Police uh, ready for what pot could potentially take place on January 6th, considering the intelligence that was there? And nobody wants to answer those questions. Well, Adam Goodman, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Couldn't some reach the conclusion that 
This conversation should not be about Trump, a Pelosi, a McConnell, a Schumer. It should be about the truth. And those of us who are broadcast journalists and owners should care less about whether it's a Republican or Democratic outcome. What we should understand is how is it that ladders and bear spray and ropes, which are weapons, found this way on the grounds of the Capitol, and many Americans who had come there for nothing but peace now find themselves in the most disgusting um, conditions in a D.C. jailhouse today. How all this happened? Doesn't it seem that the establishment on both sides were a part of this? A great question. You know what the simple answer is to that, Armstrong? This court right now, which is being held in the United States Congress, which is highly partisan, totally political, and why both sides have already discounted whatever is discovered or not. It should really be in an actual court. If you want to get to the truth, you need a group of jurists who are impartial, and you're not getting that in the, in the U.S. Congress. And this whole thing uh, about January 6th, which we all would agree, we pray will never happen again. And whatever we can learn from it that can be instructive to prevent that uh, from, from a, being a replay in the future, obviously we're all for. But isn't it interesting that the that president of the United States comes out of the box this year, uh, and it's all about Trump. It's all about a referendum on Trump. The problem with that, Armstrong, is in 2022, it's gonna be a referendum on him and on the Democratic administration and on a Democratic Congress. And I think what they're looking at clearly is an electoral tsunami. Uh, it's not just gonna be a midterm correction, it's gonna be a tsunami. And now they're doubling down saying, not us. Uh, it's too late 12 months into an administration to say it's all about the other guys. They are now gonna have to be account held accountable uh, for their lack of effective response to COVID, for the runaway inflation that, that the Federal Reserve is, uh, is now starting to address at the expense of a lot of money uh, in the American economy. They're gonna have to address this, the, the intolerance that has overwhelmed this country. And they're gonna have to get back to election integrity. And just so we can remind the audience, Armstrong, it's very important. After 2016, four out of 10 Democrats did not believe that Donald Trump was the rightful uh, elected president of the United States. 40% did not buy the verdict. After 2020, a bigger percentage didn't buy the verdict that Joe Biden had been elected properly. If we do not cure the lack of, of confidence Americans have in the electoral system, it's the biggest threat beyond intolerance, which I think is a threat to society, the biggest threat to democracy moving forward is find, not finding a way for us to believe in the integrity of the vote. And I think that's what the former president and a lot of Americans, frankly, are focused on moving forward. Uh, so yes, January 6th was horrific. Please may it never happen again. But may we pledge as a nation in a new year to find a way, Armstrong and Stephanie, to pull together and move as one. And the President of the United States just came out of the box full of flame and, and fury, uh, but not full of, an, of uniting a country that needs something to rally around. And, and, and you know, Stephanie, um, continuing um, with this thought process, you know, you know, if you depending on what platform you're listening to and which media, you sometimes believe that all the problems in America rest with the fact that Biden has been in office for um, not entering his second year. 
But the last time I checked, uh, the Republicans did not do much to reduce the deficit. In fact, the deficit dramatically increased when Trump was president of the United States. And the Republicans justified allowing the president's, former president's drunken spending and made all the kind of excuses for it. And now the Democrats are doing the same for President Joe Biden. I mean, I mean, is it the establishment manipulating the American people believing that one better does a job than another? Because as far as I'm concerned, they're getting hosed by both parties. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very clear that we have a spending problem in this country and it comes from both parties. And that's something I've been very critical about for many years. Uh, that being said, now the continuation of spending, it's like on steroids. And we have uh, Democrats and even some of the Republicans who are supporting these trillion dollar plans that, have, are th that the Democrats have been trying to move through. Some of them they've passed. I mean, it is absolute insanity. And I mean, we're talking about trillions of dollars. We don't have an endless piggy bank here and we're jeopardizing the, the future of our young people. So um, I just think, um, Stephanie, that the time is coming where many Americans are gonna start believing that they're the real pawns in this game. You have Americans, and let me tell you, they stormed the Capitol. I was there. And they were angry Trump supporters. I was there. I don't need the media or anybody investigative team to tell me what happened in that side of that Capitol a year ago Thursday. We were there with our video team. And they were angry. And they were organized. And they were organized by people in military. And there's no way you go inside that Capitol the way it happened. And once we're inside, thousands of other protesters are already there. And it's as if they have some kind of camaraderie with law enforcement and members of Congress. It was an inside job, Stephanie. It was an inside well, job. They didn't act yeah, alone. You know, you, we're usually on the same page here, but when it, it, you look at what the FBI had said several months ago, uh, that they did not believe that this uh, riot or attack on the Capitol was largely coordinated. They had no evidence to suggest that. And so uh, there's two narratives that are going on right now. Number one, there are folks who say it was President Trump's fault, that this was a spontaneous riot. They call it an insurrection. Uh, I, I have a hard time uh, believing that this was an insurrection because if you look at all of the people who have been arrested and charged, no one has been arrested or charged for sedition or insurrection. You would need an insurrectionist for an so insurrection. So, Stephanie, Stephanie, I don't and mean so to interrupt you. Really I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. Where did the ladders, where did the bear spray where did the ropes, why did Nancy Pelosi stand down when she controlled, if she wanted the National Guard, if she wanted law enforcement, if she wanted to protect the perimeter, where were they? This is not just about Republicans and Democrats. Both sides' hands are dirty. There are no clean hands in January 6th, a year ago, Stephanie. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a lot of great things. Where did those things come from? And another thing that hasn't been answered yet is this pipe bomber who left pipe bombs at not only the RNC, but the DNC. So who was that? And they don't have any leads on that. So, I mean, I, I think that you're onto something wondering where these items came from, and that's something that has not been answered over the past year. Adam, who can bring a ladder and ropes and broad daylight and scale the Capitol, and you've got the best security force in the world guarding the Capitol, and they're unaware of it? Are we stupid? <laughs> We're not. The American public isn't either. 
they saw for themselves what happened uh, that day, and they're hearing more of the details behind it. It's shameful uh, that uh, anyone who was in a position to do something about it didn't act quickly and effectively. Uh, and those are the questions that are being asked. But what it, what it basically reveals right now, Armstrong, we are a very angry nation. We're a very divided nation. We talk more uh, from tribal bases of Republican and Democrat than we do as Americans. I can't think of the last time this country united as one against an obvious challenge or an obvious threat and moved effectively to, uh, to address it. And that really is the question for 2022. We can talk politics to the end of the day. We can talk about what's going to happen in the midterms, which again, I predict is going to be for Democrats an electoral tsunami, but it doesn't cure what's underneath it. And I think until or unless we address that as Americans, not Democrats or Republicans, we're going to continue to waddle in a, a, a pool of mediocrity and we will move sideways, not forwards. And that's not something we wish for ourselves and certainly not for our children. And Stephanie, we ask why Americans don't trust their government. Do you have to wonder why? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't trust the government, so I, I'm in that same boat. And we've been lied to by uh, so many over the past years, and a lot of these lies have been revealed. Uh, I think a lot of Americans are angered by the mainstream media and, and uh, all of these stories that have been debunked over the months, uh, that is very frustrating. Uh, and it's just, yeah, I mean, people are frustrated because we still have a lot of questions that never get answered. Thank you for listening to this week's episode.